are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. My name is Queen Namaste, your host. I am a yoga instructor, a blogger, and a newbie podcaster. And on this podcast, we talk about everything under the sun. I interview local people around in my community to share their stories with you, hopes to inspire you, maybe get those creative juices flowing, maybe getting you to take some action on something, whatever it is. This podcast is here for you, and I'm so excited that you are listening to today's episode because I have one of my great friends, Lauren, on the pod today. And let me tell you about this girl. We met at Lululemon, I guess, almost four or five years ago. And since then, she has become a mother, and she has her own business that seems to happen a lot with people who work at Lululemon, which is so awesome. Um, but Lauren's story is just honestly really crazy. I'll let her share it, obviously. But she doesn't have any contact with her family anymore. Since she was 24, she had to go out on the world on her own. She didn't know what the heck she was doing because she was in a cult. Again, I'll let you, her tell the story It's just amazing of what she has um, accomplished out of it and what her life is like now. And yeah, I'm just going to stop talking so we can listen to Lauren's story. But if you guys like this episode, I would love it if you could either subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. It really helps new podcasts get seen. So I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. If you like this episode, if you like this podcast, please rate and review. And that'd be a little good deed for today. And that's all I got to say before we get started. So here is Lauren's story. It's so good to see you. We're going to talk about everything because I feel like we can just catch up to you because I haven't talked to you in a long time. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to the mm. beginning. So for people that don't know you, because mm. I want you to share your story. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And your background too, like back, back. Back, back. I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, how far back do you want to yeah, go? Yeah, that. It does. It feeds a, into what I'm doing now. For sure. Yeah, because that's I a mean, powerful how could story. It not be? Mm-hmm. Um, so like. To rewind fully, the very beginning, (laughs) be kind, rewind, Um, I, yeah, I was raised in a Christian fundamental cult, Um, and like, no, I didn't live in a bunker, but I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, which a lot of people don't realize is definitely a cult. Um, It's a closed community, they control who you spend your time with, what you wear, what medical procedures you should have, what you watch. Like, yeah, everything, everything. everything. Um, and, like, the tricky thing about it is because of the way it's structured, you think that you're making informed decisions, but all of the information that you are making your decisions on, they've, like, written and provided for you. 
So anyone who's done any sort of like academia, I'm not in that group, but <laughs> uh, know that like, you know, when you write a paper, you get it published and your peers review it. Yeah. Um, and like, that's how things, um, how things develop and how things get refined and how the truth truly comes out. Um, and there's absolutely none of that. Like that's how closed and, and controlled that culture is. Wow. Um, so that's how I was raised. And I was definitely like our family was in like very good standing. Um, I was featured on like on a stage in at like Jehovah's Witness assemblies, like when they all gather like a giant church in front of like thousands of people. Where is this here? In Vancouver. Yeah, in Vancouver. People they, come like from all over the world? Um, yeah, in some cases, they do, like, little mini ones at a, at a place they own in Surrey um, that's a couple a couple hundred people, and then they used to rent out the Pacific Coliseum okay. and fill it all up. Um, so I've been, my, me and both of my family and my family were featured on in both many times as, like, this is how you should do it. Bling! Oh, Smiley really? child. Wow. Yeah. So I was really good at projecting what was expected of me. Um, but on the other side, there was always this part of me that never really fit in or like I would just all of a sudden act out and like and then I'd get so mad at myself, like why? But it was just like squishing myself down into this tiny box, like a spring. At some point that spring's going to explode. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ah, oh, fuck. And then I beat myself up and squish myself back down into that box. Um, so that was kind of where I came from. And then I ended up in an attempt to be a very good Christian girl, married a very good Christian boy when I was 22. And like not even six months afterwards, I was like, I kind of hit my rock bottom. Um, I like, I'm pretty much a professional optimist and silver lining finer. And I was straight up depressed and like naggy and just like not who I am um I like I binge ate and then tried to purge all the time uh, I felt like so unattractive my husband um had like a secret porn addiction our sex life was so screwed up because in that world like sex is bad 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 and then all of a sudden it's okay because you're married it's so weird um and then and he had like a ton of hidden debt and I was working multiple jobs and like it was just such a clusterfuck. Um, I was so unhappy. And there was just something in me at some point that went like, maybe it's not you. Maybe the problem here isn't you. Because that's always what we were fed. was like, you just need to pray more. Or you need to go to church more. Or you need to repent and be more humble. Um, on all these things that were not great qualities for a woman to have. Um, but I now realize are my strengths. I needed to be less of those. Um, yeah, so I just had that moment of at something inside of me, some seed from a past life maybe, I don't know, that said, like, maybe this isn't you. Maybe this isn't, like, the problem here isn't you. So I started working out. I think that kind of helped me come back into my body. Yeah, and then, um, and then I actually had an affair with my who turned out to be my son's dad 
um, because we met at work and both were miserable and (laughs) kind of connected over that, to be totally honest. Mm -hmm. And that was a not-so-graceful exit out of a cult. (laughs) Um, Did he help you get out of it? Yeah, totally. Yeah? Yeah, well, in that he was like, I don't think we either of us realized that I was leaving a cult at the time, um, but it was kind of like we both see the value in each other, which was not the which was not our experience outside of the connection that we had with each other. So I think that's why we kind of really clung on tightly and just went for it. Mm. Um, so I literally packed up everything I wanted into one red Mazda. How was it? No, it's a, it was a Toyota Matrix, a red hatchback Toyota Matrix, and did it in one load, dropped the car back off at my now ex-husband's place, and was like, I'm done, left a note, gone. Um obviously wasn't that easy and there was like a ton of shit that went down just untangling that but um that's kind of how I got out what they do when you're unrepentant for your sins is they um they dis what's the word I can't remember what I'm saying I was gonna say disassociate but it's a little bit different they give you like this brand of like not okay disfellowship Mm-hmm. disfellowship so then the entire community of Jehovah's Witnesses don't talk to you so my mom and my dad and my brother and sister aunts uncles grandmas grandpas cousins friends dead to you so fucked up to me I can't even imagine it was really yeah it was really hard and I thank God for the people in my life who told me you should see a counselor um and I totally just went because I wanted to prove how fine I was um turns out I wasn't fine and I but I'm so grateful for for that because it was a complete unraveling and the catch-22 with that they did because they completely ostracized me is that it forced me to have space from this like immense brainwashing that I had been through Um, and then that's when I started to realize like, oh, wait a minute. I've never actually interacted with this world as myself. Like turns out that I am not homophobic. Turns out that like, I'm totally okay with celebrating Halloween and, and all sorts of things. And that I don't think women need to be shameful about their bodies and like all of these, like it was just was figuring out who I was and how I felt about things for the very first time at, like, 24. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what, how old were you when you left? 24? Yeah, I think about 24. Because we didn't... I was 22 when I got married, and we didn't make it to a two-year anniversary. Oh, wow. So and somewhere in there. So you just left and left a note, and, like, were you still technically married? Like, did oh, you have yeah. to get annulled and stuff? Or, like, how We were definitely work? still married, and I had to... Um, yeah, and I filed and paid for and did all of our divorce paperwork myself <laughs> just like forge his signature no he, oh. <laughs> I got him to, I got him to sign it but I'm like I'm paying for this like oh, okay. let's just hustle it along and I even went and sat in front of like a judgment committee at the church where they so that they could be like yep you're bad oh my god so gosh. he could like be emotionally and like spiritually free remarry because I was just like so wow that's crazy yeah so that's just like a very long first chapter (laughs) of my life and then yeah so then I was um 
I went right from that relationship into the one that um, my son came out of, my son Jericho, who's four now. Remember? Yeah. He just came out. Shitballs. Okay. Yeah, because I met you. So you left the cult Mm -hmm. at like 24, and then when did you come to Lululemon? Because that's how I met you. How old are you now? I'm 31. You're 31? You look great. I would not have thought you were 31 at all. (laughs) Yeah. 31. Um, yeah, 31. Um, I think yeah. I would have been... I was been 27 or 28 then. I at feel least. Like 20, 26, I feel like. 25 or 26. Because if Jericho's four, four, and I wasn't... Uh, I'd already worked at Lululemon for at least a year before I got Pergonaut. Pergonaut? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that video? On no. YouTube? Oh, my God. There's a YouTube comp... I feel like we need to link it now oh, because somehow there's a YouTube <laughs> compilation of this guy, like people who have typed in like um, Yahoo ask questions oh, about yeah. being pregnant and he's reading them as they are spelt, but like it, they're so badly like misspelt pregnant. So then when he reads them out, he's like, how can I tell I'm Pergonon <laughs> or Pergananand or it's just one of those, it's. You just have to watch it, and you're absolutely hurt because you're laughing so hard because it's so silly. Okay, that's funny. Anyway, so I, now I I'm only one of those people, though. Now. I'm one of those people. I'm like, um, I probably don't know how to spell pregnant. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be lost without autocorrect. Don't get me wrong. Pregnant. P R E G. Pregnant. Pregnant. It is a funny word. Yeah. N. And a- oh, the kitty is He'd probably, if you let him in, he'd probably sit here and just purr, and then you'd have, like, the purring in the oh. background. And you're like, that's not the worst thing. <laughs> let him in. All right. What were we talking about? Uh, I think we were at, like, Lululemon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you left the cult at 24, so then I guess you got a job at Lululemon a couple years later. Yeah, I went and sold cars for a while and then realized how important it is to have a positive work environment. So then I searched out Lululemon and read the reviews about the culture there. Um, and then was like, took a massive pay cut so I could be an educator and just like not hate life um, or work life, I should say. And uh, yeah, which is where we met. Yeah, gosh, which is a long time ago now, at least yeah. about five years ago. Or yeah, it's crazy. Wow, time flies. I don't even want to think about it. Like, and especially when you have little ones, you're like, holy shit. They're growing up so quick. Like, my mom would always say that. Like, you grew up so quick. And I'm like, it took so long, Mom. You are, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, but I then, know. It feels like in some ways it goes by fast. And then I think the saying is long days, short years. Mm, and that sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, my God. When is the time? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, look at the things you're doing. Like, Jericho helped me make macaroni tonight all by himself oh. and was, like, so proud. And he scooped it out of a bowl and super cute food. That's him walking over to the table. <laughs> Just like, I did it myself, yeah. you know? Aww, what a cutie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you had, um, yeah, were you planning to have a baby? Uh, yeah, in in that we were like, um, so my partner was older than me, and we're like, well, time's a chicken. But I thought it would take like a year to get pregnant, because I commonly hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we literally, I was pregnant for the first Damn. Yeah. Fertile Myrtle over here. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, whoa, okay, this is happening now. Jericho's just like 
banging on the door. Yeah. So, yeah, right away. I was not necessarily ready in a lot of specs because I re- was really enjoying um, my work. But it was also a really great precursor in that. Uh, and I had, like, the greasiest pregnancy. And I was so nauseous the entire time. I hated that. But I was like, if I wasn't feeding a sandwich actively, I was nauseous. Like, I remember being on the sales floor with, like, a half a sandwich in my hand all the time. Yeah, I think I remember that, too. And the greasiest hair. I just <laughs> couldn't. Like, I went through a bottle of dry shampoo a week. Crazy. A week. I was like, this is an expensive habit, and I still looked gross. Just hormone change. Wow. Um, yeah, I wasn't necessarily ready, but he came, and uh, it was a good understanding in that, like, for motherhood, and or early motherhood, I should say, where it's like, it's not about you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Because you were 28 when you had him? I was, yeah. That's a, just that's a good age to have kids. Mm-hmm. You know? I guess. Right? Yeah, I, I'm, I almost say as much as any. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than, like, early teens. Yeah. <laughs> Late teens, I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's like you pretty much know yourself when you're, like, 28 and stuff. Yes, but then you rediscover yourself, I feel like, after you've birthed something out of your vagina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you have natural birth? I did. I had a natural home birth, actually. Gosh, that's cool. It was actually really cool. I was We, we were fortunate enough that um, it actually wasn't planned. We were going to go to the hospital, but I did um, a hypno babies course. So I was using like meditation to go through the contractions and stuff. So I wasn't freaking the fuck out. My <laughs> midwife was just like, oh, she can't be that far along, especially for a first time mom. And by the time she got there, it was like, oh, like now or never. Did you have him in the tub? No, I had him on my bed. On your bed? Yeah. Wow. And well, just with a midwife and no drugs or anything? Damn girl, that's cool. Yeah, it was like it was golden I felt so empowered. Oh my god. I had done a, like a I had an excellent um birth educator who just like let me know ahead of time like what was going to be happening in my body and like what to expect and the things that were going to go down. So I was just like a lean mean birthing machine. Like I knew <laughs> what was going on. I was like, yeah, I mean my body can do this and I had made it like a pact with Jericho as long as he kept his chin tucked, which like gets their head at the right angle. I was gonna do my best to like bring him into the world the best that I could like, wow. as a happy baby. So he kept his end and I kept mine. Oh my god, that's so cool. You just talking about that. Like <laughs> I'm wow. fortunate. I'm fortunate in that things went well for me. Uh a lot of people have different experiences. And there's no, like, I don't know if it's an accurate thing to say. There's no bad way to have a baby. I'm sure that some people who have been through rougher experiences might disagree. But yeah. ultimately, as long as the baby's out and healthy and you're healthy, then. Wow. So cool. I think I'd be scared shitless to have it at home, like, without drugs. I don't know. I think, um... There's, a, like, a lot of information available about, like, how safe it is. Um, I mean, obviously, like, and they, the midwives do a lot of screening ahead of time. Like, I, I don't think technically you're allowed to have twins at home mm. under certain circumstances. So, like, they, they really set you up for success, and uh, it's a really amazing. I loved it because, like, there was no beeping machines. There was nothing around. Yeah. When I was... I was in my home. I literally put on my house coat. My aunt had brought over some hamburger soup. And I wandered down my hallway and sat in my kitchen with some hamburger soup. And 
breastfed and yeah. like I never had to do that super scary first car ride home mm. and it was like itty bitty yeah because we were there so cool yeah it was oh really great oh my gosh great. that's like a moment you'll probably just remember forever it just definitely like this connection with him yeah we did yeah definitely our good team that way and for me, it was like again another call back into my body, um, being raised to be like so ashamed of it, especially as a woman, especially as a woman with large boobs. Um, <laughs> eye roll, you eye roll. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe they heard it in my voice. I don't know. Um, yeah. To just to yeah, like a call back into my body and to realize the potency and like how fucking amazing women are yeah we're pretty fucking cool yeah like Maybe. sorry how are we the weaker sex yeah like, we're definitely not we're definitely not we're just no. i don't know more passive <laughs> we let them think that they are you know all right so then you have jericho yeah he's the cutest little boy he's pretty cute i'm um, biased but no he's cute usually i don't like children but they're cute he's cute yeah yeah so not that I don't like, I like children, that sounds horrible. No, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, they have their moments, but I could see how they're, like, passable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love being an auntie. I think that's awesome, because I can be fun and have fun with them and not be the bad guy, you know? Yeah. As a parent, it's like, that would be, I think that'd be hard for me to try and, like, be strict. <laughs> I'd be like, do what you want. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, a little, little column A, little column B. Yeah. So, okay, you had Jericho, and then, then, then what? Um, yeah, then I continued to, I think being a mom, like I said, was like a real eye-opener and then I can so I continued to like grow and change as someone who's like pretty fresh the world would you know like at that point I've only been top side of the cult for <laughs> uh like four years so I'm doing like a lot of self-exploration and and stuff like that so kind of um my dynamic with Jericho's father grew and changed so we like amicably separated um which was hard but like totally the right choice and I'm super grateful for our ability to communicate and to put what's right for Jericho first. Um, so we still have that same relationship now and uh, kind of do the whole co-parenting thing. Um, yeah, so then I entered into kind of single mom territory and moved out into a little basement suite with Jericho, which ended up being uh, affectionately known as the mouse house because it was infested with mice. Ew, really? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very glamorous. Uh, <laughs> um, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, like, you what, have was, no idea. what was your feeling? Like, because I want to know, like, you know, you have a child with someone, so you're like expecting, like, oh, this is going to last forever. Yeah. Kind of thing, or like a very long time until he's like old and shit. And then when like that relationship ends, like, did you feel like, sad or like defeated or like you said like it was good and it was the right choice like I would feel mm -hmm. scared to be on my own and then like move out on my own with a brand new kid and be like fuck yeah <laughs> like, did that go through your head 
Yeah, I I can remember crying in the back room of Lululemon being like, I don't want to be a single mom. I don't want to be alone and have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that was definitely a consideration. But um, there, there was a time about six months before we separated where I made a pledge to give it everything I had. Everything I had. What, the relationship? Or the relationship. Um, just do all the things and try my hardest and put kind of my own, like, that whole, you know, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Yeah. Just give her. Um, and so, you know, six months down the line, some patterns were still showing up and I just went, this is as good as it's ever going to get. And that's just not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And we had... Um, Jericho's father and I had some pretty clear lines of like because of our own childhood experiences that we never wanted to um, fight or yell in front of our kids and we were just getting to the point where we couldn't do that where we couldn't like moderate ourselves enough to take a time out or to wait until after or whatever so that was like a pretty clear tell for us that yeah Mm -hmm. you know what that's that's like a good decision though because some parents just stick it out and be like oh yeah it's best for the kid if we're still together but if you're yelling all the time like that affects the kid too in different ways totally and and we're modeling to our children um what a relationship looks like so I want Jericho to know what a healthy supportive loving kind and tender relationship looks like not to think that yelling at someone you care about is an appropriate choice Mm -hmm. So I couldn't model that. We weren't capable because of our own stories, because of, you know, all the heap of shit that everybody carries around with them. You know, everybody does. Everybody's got a giant heap of shit. And we try our best to unpack it. But some, you know, some things, some stories just trigger other people's stories. And some people are able to hold space for other people's stuff better. Like, there's just, Mm -hmm. just like food. Some things pair well together and some things just go funky. You know, that's a good analogy. (laughs) Like food, yeah, I understand. Yeah, Mm. don't put ketchup on fish. Ew, (laughs) (laughs) right? So yeah, so I wanted to. We both wanted to be able to do right by Jericho, and that meant going our separate ways and having to be brave. And I also. I frequently um, refer back and tell myself that I didn't leave a cult to settle. Yes, girl, that's so strong and awesome. Yeah. No, never fucking settle. I didn't leave yeah. a cult to accept mediocrity or for good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and look what happened. <laughs> you like manifested it. You're so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitch, I am. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you leave, you go to the mouse house. Yeah, we lived in the mouse house. Um, I wasn't there there for very long um, because I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the dating thing, especially from being in the cult to married to in an affair to like in a relationship to a mom. I'd never really like dated for like funsies. (laughs) Yeah, for fun. So I was like, I'm going to do that thing. And, like, and it was important, too, post-mom, because you're just, like, is anyone going to, I'm just, like, a mom. Right. Like, my self-love and my self-worth wasn't 
um, activated yet. It wasn't a part of the scene. Um, so it was important to kind of like boost up my yeah. ego a bit and start feeling myself again. So I hopped on the Tinder because that's what <laughs> the kids were doing. Um, so like, yeah. Oh, like Tinder. Okay. Because like, it's funny. No, it's not funny. I don't know. Like, I think, like, okay, I watched The Bachelor, so don't. Oh my gosh, I old, don't know how you survive. That's the only show that I watch on TV, okay? But it's just like, it's funny because there'll be single moms on there that'll go on there. And then, like, right away, I'm like, oh, that's so sad because they're so awesome. But, like, they never get chosen, usually because they have kids. Well, I don't know, but they never get chosen because whatever the reason is. Yeah. Um, were you scared, like, going into the dating scene being a new mom? Like, wondering if guys would want to take that on, or, like, were you even no. looking for that, or you just wanted to, like, woo, have fun? A little column A, uh, the fun column, a little bit of that. Yeah. But also, I was, like, if you're not going to be open to having a kid, then you're not who I'm fucking looking for. True. So, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're just, like, you're so sure in yourself. That's awesome. I didn't need that call to settle. Yeah. Like, I want, I wanted someone who would be a part of my whole life, not, yeah, so, yeah, if kids aren't on the table, then. That's good. Yeah. How, and how long did you have to wait until you didn't settle? Uh, <laughs> not very long, because I uh, met, went on a Tinder coffee date after messaging with uh, this tall, bearded guy. For We messaged for, like, a couple weeks, and then we went for coffee, and it was kind of just, we were done, and that's my, my partner now. I think it was only maybe a few months, like maybe four months or something like that. I call him my kundalini love because he's exactly what the, the universe gave me, exactly what I was ready for when I was ready for it. You manifested it so powerful, and when that happens, it happens quick. The it's, universe acts fast. It's so true because yeah. it was only a couple weeks before I met him that I was in a counseling session, and my therapist actually said, like, have you ever considered making a list of what you want? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, and then I found this list after like when I was falling hard for Aaron, like a couple months in. Um, and it was just like, pick, 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 pick. And I was like, oh, shoot. That's so cool. Like it's, I did that too. <laughs> I wrote a fucking list and I was like, whoa. Like, Get really and clear. it's funny because like when people are like sad, like I'll even tell them, I'm like, have you written that shit down? Do you know exactly what you want? Like people mm -hmm. are like, no, mm -hmm. like just, yeah, write down even to the fucking like hair color and shit if and the friends yeah. that they hang around with and like everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So then you met Aaron. So then I met Aaron. Yeah, we just, um, I guess it was a month now ago, we had um, a hand fasting ceremony, which if you've ever seen two people like tie, have their hands tied together during a wedding with like a cord or a fabric thing, they, their hands have been fasted, like tied. It's, it's like how people used to get married before the church and the government got involved. Oh. Like it's an old kind of Celtic, well, it's more than Celtic um, tradition. A lot of, a lot of um, less. North American-ish culture still do it. So we did that um, because Erin's mom was um, dying of cancer, and she asked if we could get married before she passed. Aww. So we planned this hand fasting in five days and got married in the sacred space at Surrey Memorial Hospital. Aww. And it was really beautiful. Jesus. 
I'm joking. Oh my gosh. And then on the drive home from the ceremony, I remembered so much. <laughs> really? Yeah, because yeah, life's crazy. Oh my gosh. I was like, I would love to hear from somebody who was on Lowheed Highway that day because they would have seen a woman in a wedding dress with like a floral wreath standing beside a fire truck crying <laughs> while holding her baby <laughs> well my baby's four but he's always my baby just like yeah. that would have been something like oh that's not something you see every day oh like I gosh. felt like it was out of a romantic comedy or something oh my, gosh. my like billowy white dress that yeah. I made flowing in the wind Aww. so funny that is funny funny now and when was that a couple months ago uh February 26th Oh, fresh. Congratulations. Thank you. Aww. That's so oh, great. So yeah. So and then, yeah, you and Aaron just clicked. And now, look yeah. at you guys now. Just find your right puzzle piece. Yeah. No, I, as soon as I just saw him, it's like his energy is like, whoa. Like, such. I like, yeah, I like him right away. He, didn't, he said hi. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, cool. You he's, know? Yeah, he's really chill, but he also has a really great playful nature. And mm-hmm. um, what I can appreciate the most about him is he can hold space for me to talk things through because I'm a talker, as you may have noticed. <laughs> uh, it's part of my thought process, and words really matter to me. It's, words are my love language, mm-hmm. number one. So he can hold space for me to work through shit because sometimes if I'm upset or something like I'll say something that's in my head and it's like oh actually no that's not how I feel and then like I have to go back a little bit um uh and he can just kind of hold that bubble in that container without taking things really personally and just just stick with me through it Mm -hmm. and so we can have like the hardest conversations and we were always able to right from the beginning so that's I think why I know we can make it that's awesome. So now, mm. now you're on this new path. Tell everybody about it. Pimp yourself out. Pimp myself out. Yes. So um, I have just launched Lauren Hazel Coaching Woo! with um, a specific focus for moms, um, specifically working on revitalizing energy for tired as fuck moms <laughs> I think a lot of the people need that right I moms. don't think I don't think there's a lot of people taking a stand for women um, moving from being just exhausted and isolated and undervalued and moving them to a place where they feel abundant and connected and powerful especially after freshly having a kid I mean the first year you're kind of in the trenches and like that's just how that looks there's definitely like things and practices and that I could have implemented to not have gotten as lost as you do just because days meld into nights and showering becomes a thing of myth (laughs) and myth when you're uh like a new new mom but yeah yeah, um so the concept of a lot of the work that I'm doing is is partnering um the coaching and the real self-development and self-love that I've had to experience going from a place of like no self-value and no thinking of yourself um, because that's how I was raised to rediscovery and truly believing that the person you've been all along inherently as a child is deeply valuable and important and connected to the whole world 
and how important it is to let that shine out. Um, so bringing some of that and the work that I've done to the forefront and then pairing it with um, some of the energetic work, yoga-based movement, um, massage, crystals and Reiki, sound healing. So a lot of my more recent loves, um, pairing the two things together so that moms get a chance to really be connected and heard and work through their thoughts and then also just deeply receive and unwind over a period of time. Um, Because I've been in situations where it's like I have an hour appointment somewhere and I'm just starting to like gear down and then they're like, okay, your massage is over, bye. Yeah. Time to get dressed. I'm like, eh. You know? Um, And then that's all you get for like two weeks or a month. And a lot of women don't even take that for themselves as it is. So um, just helping people restructure motherhood so that they know that they can actually pour more abundantly from their cup when it's full. Yeah. Yeah. So working on like a mom life 2.0 concept. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm really excited and passionate about it. Sweet. So I'm like, how long is your coaching for? Like, is it like a program? They're going to go through it for like three, six, nine months, a year? Like what happens? Yeah, the current uh, the current format is for three months. Um, we meet twice a month for two hours at a time. So then, you, again, we get a chance to really hear and connect and release some of the stuff and uh, and also really unwind. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to go through, and I don't know um, how much to, like, say because it's, it's such a deeply personal experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, paint it with a broad brush. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the yeah, the concept is that over those periods of time um, – those multiple sessions over three months is that you can move through and really bolster yourself back up. Um, and from that place, move forward into the life with practices and takeaways that you can use when like shit hits the fan, but also like having the energy to do that and restructure and set boundaries because you've taken that time for yourself. It's hard to like, I, there's been times in the past where it's like, I know that I want to eat better or I know that I want to work out. Or I know that I would like to start doing a hobby, but you're just so tired. If you're that tired that you can't do the things you want to do, you need to reevaluate where your energy is getting sucked out. And mm-hmm. not just be like, well, I'm a mom. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you, if you were a car and you could only drive one block after filling up your tank, you'd be like, you don't want to be like, well, I'm a car. I burn gas. Do, 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 do. No, you'd be like, there's a fucking leak somewhere. Right. Plug the leak. Go farther. Plug the leak. <laughs> Plug the leak. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of the concept, I guess. Cool. So, like, if people want to know more, like, do you do, like, a call with them? Like Absolutely. An intro call and stuff? Yeah. I have a complimentary energy revival call, which you can, like, book right through into a schedule if you go to my website, which is laurenhazelcoaching.com. Yeah. Um, I'm also on Facebook under the same handle and Instagram under the same handle. Um, and we're going to be setting up a Facebook group too for moms. So we can't, we do have a support network there of women who are doing the work of reestablishing because sometimes reestablishing boundaries is really hard. And also just a safe place that we can, um, that we can talk 
and organized, like even going for walks and stuff like that. I recently yeah. came across a um, a news article about um, this Facebook group called Unicorn Moms. <laughs> yeah, and like cute concept about like real moms, you know, who like drink wine and blah blah. blah. I hate the word real because it implies that like there's a, a non-real kind, but like real women do this. Like all women are real women. Anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> um, so the concept was supposed to be a safe place and then the news article was like revealing that the admin were actually just like making all the money on these people and were just like ripping them apart and like private feeds and like just no love there and like not good things is um, this local here it, i think it's like across the board oh. i think the group might be founded in california because they were like saying they were doing a fundraiser for the California wildfires, but then, then all the money we're just keeping else? the money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it got Shit. really fucky. And I, you know, I read that, and I was kind of humming and hawing about, like, really focusing on the moms thing. And then I read that article, and I was like, this is why we need this. This is why I have to take a stand. Because that kind of situation where women think that they're in community and then actually we don't support each other is why we have such a hard time opening up to each other. Mm. And there's lots of theories about why that is. See, witch burning. Um, but Is that a movie? No, like the concept of oh. when, <laughs> okay. when witches like, were burned. Yes. Um, yeah, maybe that's like a whole other conversation. <laughs> um and like patriarchy taking over. But mm-hmm. um yeah, that we like we need to start and for many of us it's learning for the first time how to truly connect and be safe and show up in sisterhood and what that looks like and how that um can be modeled. And it's something that I'm learning actively. Um and it starts by surrounding yourself with women who are pledged to doing the same thing. And here was a, a group of like 40, I think it had like 43,000 people in it. Wow. But how can that be a safe place when the leaders of it are just shitting? Like, that's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst waterfall effect possible. Yeah, stinky shit all over the place. Right? Yeah. Just judgment. Um, so it made me realize that like, yeah, there's a real need for this. There's a real need for this. Wow. That's so cool, Lauren. Thank You're you. a leader. Thank you. In through and through. So yeah. Can't wait to see where this goes. Is it a brand new website? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were we can edit this out if we have to, but you no, were witchy you were witchy Yo witchy yogini. Yeah. Are you still which is that? still up there. It's you, still out there. Are you just rebranding yourself as coaching now instead of that? I decided to rebrand as coaching, um, because I chose Witchy Yogini um, because it was something that I felt really passionate about for me. But then I realized that the work that I'm doing isn't about me. It's about the people you want to serve. Mm-hmm. And so in order to for the people that I want to serve to be able to find me, I needed to be a little bit less esoteric, a little bit less woo-woo. Woo woo, yeah. Woo woo, you know. People are like witch, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and when I named that, I thought that maybe my work would be reclaiming the name witch, or the term. Um, but I, but as you get clearer, or as I got clearer on my vision and what was really important to me, what my like soul's purpose would be, 
I realized that it's like working with women and working with moms. So then I needed to start speaking the language more moms were speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Lauren Hazel coaching. Love that. Clear. Clear. <laughs> it's clear. It's clear. Yeah. That's so great. Oh, I'm so excited for you. You're just like fucking beaming. You're just yeah. like beaming, glowing, I guess, whatever the word is. Yeah, you look awesome and you look happy. Thank you. I've worked hard for it. So I'm, I'll just accept it. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely go to laurenazel.com if you're interested in a complimentary energy revival session. It's 20 minutes. Can do it in person or we can do it over the phone. Book in. Let's talk to you. That's awesome. Yeah. And can it be non-mom too or are you specifically working with moms right now? I do have some clients who are non-moms. I think that um, I like put my flag in the, in the ground for, for moms, but I think that women are natural nurturers and that I, I do know a couple beautiful women whose babies are their businesses um, or whose babies are other people's babies. I think that uh, we mother in a lot of different ways. Um, so I'm not going to not talk to you if your child's <laughs> head hasn't come out of your vagina or a C-section in session. Um, I'm not going to talk to you if your head hasn't come out of your vagina. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, it's yeah. so messed when you think about it that way. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. When Jericho's head was crowning, they don't tell. I, I had a good birth lady, so she did tell me, but not a lot of people tell you. That they call it the ring of fire, and it's like when the biggest part of the head is like right there. <laughs> yeah. I was just like in my head, I was completely silent, but in my head, I was like, "That's it, that's all. I am just one big hole from clit to butthole. There is nothing left. <laughs> oh no, there's nothing left. There couldn't possibly be. Just it must be all gone. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, it's okay. Just breathe." <laughs> Just listen to her. You've got like one or two more pushes left. And like oh, apparently God. I let out like one deep kind of lioness <laughs> grunt and out he came. Wow. Um, and then I remember afterwards be like checking it out and be like, oh shit, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. All right, okay. That's I can awesome. work with that. That's crazy. Did they <laughs> stitch you back up? You had to go to the hospital later? Or was it good? No, they stitched you there. At your house? They stitched you up? So, a so. midwife is a full meal service. Damn. They have like this giant red bag that they just like wheel out of their cart and they have everything. They've got like a heating pad in case the baby like needs to be warm. They've got oxygen tanks. They they oh, do wow. it all. All right. So yeah. I yeah. was literally like, you got nothing, you got your bed, and you got No, <laughs> not at all. Oh, it's okay. actually like there's uh the stats show that it's like a lot of healthy healthier babies come from home birth yeah fucking less germs and shit and just like less like environment stress stress. yeah totally totally so psa get a midwife yeah (laughs) even if you want to have a hospital birth get a midwife because even they come they come to your house for all your little baby checkups so you're not hauling your tiny kid out to the doctor's office and like they help with breastfeeding and yeah it's such a big 
<laughs> good to a good human stuck is they're women. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they're passionate about. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like you, passionate about my mom. So you're going to do amazing things. I can't Thank wait you. to see what this year brings you. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. And yeah, new moms, about to be new moms or not moms. <laughs> or old moms. Or old moms. <laughs> Message Lauren that she's awesome. You'll love her. Thanks, Lauren. Namaste. Namaste.